Welcome to Blue Hearts, a podcast for deep conversation. My name is Maggie Guan, and here I interview inspiring individuals, diving into topics like passion, purpose, happiness, self-improvement, and everything in between. With every form of success or accomplishment, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, and we are here to show the raw and genuine belief systems, worldviews, and perspectives that lead our guests to put their heart into their work and aim for something bigger than themselves. I hope this podcast will serve to inspire you. So welcome back to the Blue Hearts podcast. Today, our special guest is Grace Ling. Grace Ling is a designer at Electronic Arts and the founder and design lead of the Design Buddies community, which has around 19,000 members. Outside of design and community building, she has her own art business and designs merchandise. She also creates content for social media and her blog to help students, designers, and community builders with a total following of over 40,000. In the past, she designed and developed virtual reality games to train surgeons and to make education fun. She has also done over 70 speaking engagements on design, career growth, networking, and personal branding. You can check out her work at race-ling.com. Um, so let's jump right into the first half of our episode, where we're going to dive deeper into your activities and pursuits. So I'd love to start off by talking about art, because I know you're pursuing a lot of things in this field. So, Grace, what sparked your passion for art and design, especially UX and product design? What elements do you love most about it? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really loved anime and games growing up. I was so obsessed with this game called Maple Story. I was like max level and stuff. And in school, I would always draw comics in class. I was I never really liked school. Like I thought school was boring, especially STEM subjects were boring to me personally growing up. I love storytelling and entertaining people and making people laugh. So Growing up, I was always, I never really paid attention in class. My parents bribed me with video games in order for me to try in school. And so I was really, I spent a lot of my time playing video games and drawing comics. And in class, I would draw a bunch of comics too. Um, and then kind of, I was influenced by peers to go into STEM in college. So growing up, being born and raised in the Bay Area, um, a lot of the kids, teachers, and parents are always like, you got to be a doctor, engineer, lawyer to be like successful. So I also ran cross country and track, and I was really interested in learning more about the human body. And I took this class called AP Bio in high school. I loved it because I could apply what I was learning to cross country and track and to biohack myself to run faster. And I was super interested oh, wow. in that. So I studied that in college and then later went into game dev. Later after doing bioengineering for a couple of years, I realized that I was only doing things on my resume. I didn't really enjoy the lab work I was doing. So decided to go back to my roots in art and games and decided to go to game design and development. And after doing a few internships in game development slash more software engineering stuff, I realized I didn't like coding. Um, I liked the design aspect and game design in particular. So I decided to explore the field of design further, later finding myself into UX slash product design, which is designing apps and apps and websites. So that's kind of how I found out UX design because I really loved um, art growing up and storytelling and also visual design and also problem solving. That kind of came from my interest in engineering. Yeah, I love your entire journey and how you got into it. And it's really great that you combined your passion for bio and game design to create selfies. So I'm wondering if you could tell us about this project and your inspiration in creating it. Yeah, of course. In high school, I was so obsessed with AP Bio. Like, I would randomly come up to people and my friends and tell them a random bio fact I learned in class. Like, I don't know. I just like really loved that class. I wrote, I read the whole textbook without having to. That's my first interest in STEM, and I loved anime too. So, my beginning before cells at work existed. So this is like year 2014, during my junior year in high school, where I I drew a manga about biology, and I just loved 
drawing and bringing life to inanimate objects. So I drew like the mitochondria as their own character, or chloroplast as a character. I was, I just loved it because I thought cellular processes are so cool. They have such a cool story to tell. I really loved anime and manga, just animating things and bringing personalities to things. And then in college, I continue to draw fan art of biology. It sounds weird, but I, I just like, like <laughs> the story cells tell, so bringing personality to it. And then um, so this was during my junior year um, in college, which was 2018, and this virtual reality lab opened up my school. So I started learning, I started just, like reading a bunch of, like watching a bunch of tutorials and trying things out and designing a game. And that's how I designed Selfie. I, I really love biology and games and decided to make a game out of biology, take that step yeah. further. Um, and yeah, I stayed in lab until like 3 a.m. every night with some friends and just learning bio learning how to make games and VR and experimenting with things like a little sandbox. And that's how Selfie came to be is because I just wanted to make something fun and learn about a new tool. And it really taught me that I'm not limited by my major. Like in when I was in high school, I thought of college, like I have to like pick the right major because that's like going to be my career path. But creating Selfie really taught me that I don't have to pursue engineer bioengineering because that was my major in undergrad I can learn about other things because the internet has so much information and opportunities these days um, but yeah that's how I made selfie yeah I love your story and I love your message as well I feel like exploration is super important especially when we're young um, and it says on your website that you're really passionate about building inclusive communities which you've done with design buddies so I'm wondering if you could tell us about your backstory and purpose in starting design buddies yeah, for sure. So during when I graduated my undergrad in summer of 20, June of 2019, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I thought of doing game development, but my ma I made so my undergrad major was bioengineering and my minor was computer science and engineering. Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, so I thought I was going to do something game development related. But honestly, I went to grad school right afterwards because I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I thought if I didn't do anything, my parents would think I'm not doing anything. So I just continued with grad school um, at my school studying computer science and engineering because it was easiest to get into because I didn't want to take the GRE. Uh, very lot of decisions came into that. Um, I really suck at standardized testing. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I continued um, studying computer science and um I remember kind of learning more about the field of design. Like I was so interested in design, but I was always, I feel like I kind of believed in a stereotype that like art or creative fields don't pay as well. So that's why I stuck to engineering. Um, but then I decided to go further into design. I found, I joined more design communities online. I found design and I remember I was, so this was fall 2019 and I was a grader for, um, one of the bio, bioengineering professors at my school, and he was actually the head of the department. And I was getting papers to grade one day, and he was like, "So Grace, why are you doing computer science? What are you doing after grad? What are you doing after grad school?" And I was like, "Yeah, I kind of interested in design, just learning about that. Really excited. Seems super interesting." And he was like, "You know, you are a bioengineer. You should stay in your lane. Stick with bioengineering." My fourteen-year-old daughter does design. You shouldn't do the same thing. And 45 minutes of that going back and forth. I was like, okay, I've always been kind of rebellious. And like when people tell me no, I think it means a yes. And yeah. I feel like when I was trying to explore design, I did not have any mentors or professors who were into that field. So I tried joining other design communities 
And I felt like a small potato in this like big design world because I I literally have like no most people when they go into design they either study it in school or went to a boot camp, but I had none of that. So I just tried completely self learning that,、um, and then. I felt like when I was joining other design communities, they noticed that I didn't have any design background, so like didn't take me seriously. I feel like I didn't really fit in, and I was so afraid of like asking questions because sometimes I would like ask questions and it would like reveal something like really key concepts I didn't know. So I was kind of afraid of that. So, and then I was after a few months of kind of going back and forth and trying to learn design and doing projects.、Um, the coronavirus hit, so. People were kind of work from home and stuck at home, so I made design buddies because I just wanted to make some buddies in design.、Um, in April of 2020, and I just kind of wanted to create a Discord server where anybody interested in design can connect and vibe and hang out and learn from each other、um, in a non-judgmental environment, so no one can get judged for ask. There's no stupid, no such thing as stupid questions,、yeah. and it kind of blew up to almost a year later,、uh, 11 months later, 19,000 people. So. That's how Design Buddies was born because I wanted to make some buddies in design. I had no mentors in my life back then. Yeah, I love how you persevered, even if people told you no. I love your mentality of just saying I'll do it anyway. So at Design Buddies, what do you love doing most? Do you prefer creating the content or leading and bringing together this community? I actually love just like leading and leading everything and、um, balancing all the initiatives and stuff. And I love designing. Like the website and designing the graphics for it, like the design part. Actually, I in Design Buddies, I actually it just it, we first were a team of three people. I actually posted on this Facebook group called Asian Creative Network. If anybody interested in design wanted to create a group, and that's how I got my first three admins of Design Buddies. And right now,、um, I lead a team of ten core admins and. Forty moderators, so it's a huge team,、yeah. and it's a lot of delegation.、Um, and I enjoy just like being able to also strategize design buddies as like a product and delegating different tasks. Like we have sub teams, like event team, content team, design team, community team,、um, and sponsorships team as well. So being able to make decisions and look at all the data、um, and make decisions that way and like guide. And be, just be a leader, I guess. It's really fun too. I also love designing the graphics. It's just like also、yeah. another, another part of my favorite parts. I love how you enjoy like the entire process,、um, and your community has really grown. I'm sure there has been some like obstacles along the way. So, what do you think is your greatest challenge in creating design buddies, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, I definitely feel like when I was starting out, I did not expect it to grow as it did.、Um, it was all the growing pains, and me as a student. Trying to understand the needs of everybody who wants to join a community, like understanding what professionals want out of it, understanding what students want out of it, and trying out different things, and also leading a team. Because when I was in school, I was mostly just like doing my own thing, doing my own projects. I wasn't too much involved in too many clubs, so it was just like hosting meetings. How do I align? How do I、um, do admin meetings? How do I set goals? How do I make sure everybody is on the same page? And How do I hire people on the team? Basically, take on people in the beginning. The hardest part was a lot of people want to help out, and I felt like they were like super nice. But in in the beginning, I took on everybody who wanted to help out, and it turns out to be some people. Sometimes people wanted to use design, but design buddies for clout.、Um, some people were like, "Oh my god, I want to help you!" And after two weeks, they kind of fall off the radar.、Mm. Um, and so just. 
knowing how to hire people and to take on people and how to delegate tasks and knowing people's strengths and weaknesses. And also, as it's mostly a volunteer position, knowing what, why they want to be an admin, like also providing some value as well. And, and so I would try to do this by like teaching them the design skills so they get something out of it too. And so it's all about like, I guess like the management process of design buddies, which is a challenge because typically in industry, people gain these skills after like five years of working full time um, as an IC or individual contributor and then taking on this manager skills. But for me, I just kind of fell into it and I just try to read a lot of books and attend conferences and get feedback and try to improve. But management was like the biggest challenge um, for me. Oh, yeah. So just like learning and growing kind of along the way and just figuring it out uh, as you experiment. Yeah. So what is your vision for this community in the future? How would you envision Design Buddies maybe five years down the line? I, my goal is for when people think of design, they think of design buddies. <laughs> so currently design buddies is actually the largest design community, um, at least the one, at least what I know of. So keep growing. And right now we're mostly, a lot of us are mostly students slash early careers, but we want to gear towards also um, welcome more professionals as well. I'm trying to plan events that are geared towards like professionals because we do have like senior designers, directors, and VPs and design buddies. And we want to think of ways we can engage and give value to them as well. So we just want design buddies to be just like a central place to hang out um, for anybody, all walks of life, because these um, senior people can give advice to the younger people and younger people could give advice like more inspiration or ideas to the senior people as well so just creating community where like anybody can hang out in at any time without feeling judged and just vibe with each other yeah I love that vision I'm sure you're gonna do really big things with design buddies thank um, you yeah so online you do post a lot about art um, but also about lifestyle so I'm wondering when you started blogging and what motivated you to share your thoughts and experiences with the community. Yeah, growing up in school, um, a lot of, because I mentioned earlier, like how people in, at least in my high school, I went to Lindbrook High School in San Jose and I heard people, like for me, it was normal for people to ask about my GPA, like in high school, like my classmates mm -hmm. and like what grade did they end the test and really high regarding like academics. So I didn't, ha I didn't have too many friends in school because I didn't really vibe with anyone. And I was actually bullied a lot in middle school um, for speaking up with myself, for myself once. And, um, and I started running cross country and track. It's also another big passion of mine. So during my junior year of high school, I decided to go, I was, this is like when Tumblr was pretty big. I decided to go on Tumblr and just like make a lifestyle blog and just like tell strangers about my struggles in life mm. and talk about what I learned. Um, so I've always liked, I also want to get better at writing because language arts was always kind of something I struggled with. Um, so I just like practiced writing my thoughts every day and on Tumblr um, where I can have some audience, so I can get some feedback and yeah, this is like beginning of 2014. I talked about like my experiences being bullied, how I overcome that, my experiences in cross country and track, not fitting with my team, but also finding friends online. So I felt like I didn't really have any that too many friends in school. So I also wanted to find friends online. I also wanted to get better at writing and analyzing my thoughts so I can like know myself better. And um, apparently 10,000 people within a year could relate to my thoughts. So it kind of yeah. grew that way. Um, and I started doing a lot of like sponsored posts. I started expanding onto like Instagram and YouTube all because I just want to like talk about my thoughts and failures and what I learned from it. And yeah, that's kind of what how I started. And then these days I kind of took a break for a few years in college because I was 
pre-med and focus on school. And then recently picked up, most recently in March of 2020, when I saw people on LinkedIn, I used to not really be active on LinkedIn, but I, I used to think LinkedIn is a place where people flex. Um, but <laughs> and during the virus, uh, during the pandemic, people started posting like more vulnerable things on LinkedIn about like, oh, I got laid off, but like, here's what I learned, or here are these hobbies I picked up. And I got really inspired by it. So I started posting more about these like, failures and what I learned from it and um, that's how I started carrying out that style of writing about like failures or successes plus what I learned from it to LinkedIn so I still continue blogging in that format today and I definitely try to carry that onto Instagram as well um, and try to diversify again and create some more content for design buddies. Yeah, so I've actually read some of your blogs and I can just feel the authenticity like I can feel the passion when you're speaking as well and I think that's great. So how, how do you believe blogging and speaking at events or podcasts has impacted you? I feel like a lot. Like, I've never really done too much public speaking up until like a year ago. I remember someone just reached out to me on LinkedIn to talk about how I transitioned to design from like a non-design background. And that one went super well. And since then, over I did over 70 or 80 um, speaking engagements as podcasts. I feel like it made me such a better speaker. Like now at work, I can be able to communicate my design decisions and be really good at interviewing um, and talking to leadership. And it gave me so much confidence. Like before, I was so scared of like talking to like designers or like senior designers who seem to be like much, much more far advanced in terms of experience than me. But I feel like speaking at events at such a wide variety of audiences from like high school slash middle school students to like design directors and VPs, it gave me a lot of confidence because I realized nothing bad happened. Like they didn't judge me. And I, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's all, it's all good. So yeah, I just continued doing that forward um, and help me like organize my thoughts better too. Cause before I would like ramble way too much and I would like learn, I would always ask for feedback and keep improving along the way too. Yeah, it's great. I think courage is a big part of the process. Just learning that like judgment doesn't actually matter unless like you yourself let it matter. So what impact do you want to make by sharing your thoughts and advice? Do you want others to have someone to relate to or do you want to inspire or like what is your main focus? Yeah, all of that, actually. I, I feel really happy when like people message me saying that, oh, yeah, I can relate to your story as well. And your story like gave me encouragement to keep going at this like hardship I have in my life. And it makes it feel really good because I also had people in my life who I read their story and I felt really inspired to start. Um, telling my own story too so it feels really good to be that person who like inspires someone to do something better or like improve their life yeah definitely I feel like making an impact that's like one of the best feelings you can have just knowing you helped out someone else um and yeah through your blog uh, it is shown that running is a really big part of your life so could you please tell us maybe a little bit more about why you got into running or like what you love about the sport yeah of course so I think running is funny, and that's like a bad <laughs> dad joke, such pun. I like to throw everywhere. Um, it. it all started for growing up in my life. Like I was always kind of rebellious, and in PE, like my friend group in elementary school, we would always like hide in the bathroom and play Nintendo DS, Nintendo X. And so I never like liked PE at all growing up because of my because I was kind of influenced by my friend group. I thought working out was like for people who want to like I don't know too much fitness. I don't know. I thought it was like weird. Um, and I remember it was, I was like, basically, I would describe myself as a couch potato who just like played games and drew and watched anime up until eighth grade. My mother, she started paying me $6 an hour to go to the gym with her. And at the gym, I would start running on the treadmills because there's Spongebob on the TVs. And I, I like Spongebob a lot. <laughs> 
So I started running and I went to the gym just a few times a week and in PE I noticed my mile time dropped from like 10 minutes to like 6.36 in PE and then I joined track in 8th grade and I dropped it down to like 5.58 and that was like an eye-opener for me because like I went from like being one of the slowest people to like the fastest person at my school at least for the girls um, and at the same time I was actually bullied a lot so in 7th grade at TLDR what happened was um, I was like a kind of quiet kid as well. Um, I feel like growing up as an Asian American, like my grandma always told me I should be quiet and stuff like that. Um, so I was kind of influenced by that. And um, a lot, one time this eighth grader, so this was seventh grade, um, this eighth grader stole $600 worth of Nintendo DS games for me. And I tried to ask for it back. Um, and then she got all her friends to gang up on me to basically tell me things like to not live anymore to that point because I, I fought back and stuff so I was basically ostracized or like an outcast kind of because of the popular kids and running for me kind of gave me like an outlet and it, it really taught me that I could focus on myself instead of having directing that energy to improving myself instead of fighting back to them so that's how I basically started running because of all these like little life factors um, and then in high school I was on my cross-country tracking while I was like varsity my freshman year and a lot of the girls on the varsity team were um, juniors slash seniors and they didn't like me for whatever reason because I was faster than all of them. Yes. <laughs> and so they left me out. Like I just tried to be friends with them and stuff, but I was really motivated to keep running faster because like for me, when people tell me no, it means a yes. So I liked, I was really mm. mad, not mad, but like kind of sad. So I just tried harder so I can be even better. So I actually hold all the school records on my school because yeah. of these like um, negative things. And a lot of people from middle school went to my high school. And then when I went to high school, continued running, working really hard. And a lot of the kids who told who bullied me before were asking me for running tips. So kind of like became full circle. Um, but it, it all started from a place of feeling like really negative self-confidence because of what my bullies made me feel. But then me discovering running, something that I was suddenly really good at because my mother started paying me six hours an hour to go to the gym with her. Um, and then really realizing that like, I don't have to reply to bullies. I can pick my battles and I can just improve myself so I can later be in a position where I can share my story and help other people in the same position too. Um, but yeah, that's how I started running. Yeah, that's super inspiring. I love how you channeled all your energy into bettering yourself and actually like working hard on something you were passionate about, which is really great. And, you know, it's like in the end, if anyone's ever mean, it's because of their own pain. So yeah, yeah I love how you were able to make the most out of that situation. Thank you. So what are some of your goals with running? I know you're trying to beat your mile time, which is around like five minutes. I might be wrong, but is there anything specific you're aiming for? Yeah. So in high school, I thought I was so it came after high school, I graduated and I went on to my college and I started college and I actually ran on the division one cross country track team, but I got six stress fractures in two years. So that kind of put a really big dent to my running career, but I feel like it happened for the best because it gave me more room to explore other things. Um, so I stopped running for like three years after that because of all these injuries. I recently picked it up again um, last year, actually um, during May, 2020. And for me, my goal is just to run for fun, but I do want to beat my mile time of like 5.08 in the future. Um, nice, yeah. 
and I also want to run like half marathon because sometimes I struggled a lot with like comparing myself to my past but I feel like I recently got over that and I never raced a half marathon before so no nothing to compare myself to and maybe a marathon one day I'd like to go on runs like in the middle of the day. That's why I love work from home. I I literally go running during my lunch breaks. And yeah, just for right now, running for fun. But in the future, try to beat my old times and also run, race longer distances. Yeah, yeah. no, you got it. I believe in you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, you guys should definitely check out Design Buddies and join their community. There are tons of incredible opportunities. You can visit designbuddies.community and you can check out their Instagram at design.buddies. Now we're actually going to take a quick break from the deep questions and I'm going to ask three more practical questions. So these are related to time management and self-improvement. So Grace, how do you manage your time? Is there a particular planning calendar and or organizational system that works best for you? Yeah, I feel like for me, I always have to have everything on Google Calendar, on like one calendar. And if it's not on my calendar, I, I don't remember it at all. Um, even like small things like fill out this form or like do this thing, respond to this email. It's always on my calendar. My calendar is like my one source of truth. But sometimes I have to balance between like my work and home calendar and my non-work calendar too. So I always make sure to block things off at the same time. So like everything nine to five is on my work calendar. Everything outside of that is on my personal calendar. Um, just because we use Outlook for work and like Gmail for personal um, can't really cross over that and I also like to have everything on Notion as well so all my like blog post drafts my random ideas the notes I take from conferences the notes I take from reading books it's always on Notion so I always take my notes on Notion so Notion plus Google Calendar is what I use to organize and for me I also do this thing of like under promising and over delivering and what that means is when people ask me to do something and I think it's important I should do it, I always give them like three times the amount of time I think it would take me to do it because this gives me buff room in case things come out and if I come come off come, or come in the way of it. And in, in a, if I finish early, then it will basically look really good. It will delight them and stuff. So I always yeah. give myself more time so I'm not living deadline by deadline. I have room to be flexible um, in my schedule too if, I, if I'm the one getting to set it. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that mentality. Um, And I know you're really busy with school and activities, like you're currently a CS, an engineering graduate student at Santa Clara University. I'm wondering how you balance school with your other pursuits. Is there one that you prioritize more and why? Yeah, great question. It's all about prioritizing. (laughs) So for me, I don't like this is advice if you have a job. I school, I'm just doing it to pass. Um, That's how I'm able to manage everything like full time job plus design buddies plus content creation and then school and a plus running and then school. For for school, I'm actually just taking two units a quarter. Um, It will take me probably four years to graduate from my master's, but that's in a way that's sustainable. And for me right now, how I'm able to handle all that is because I only have electives left too. And so there's no way I can handle like full-time school plus all of this. It's because I'm almost done with school and I only have to pass because my GPA does not matter in the world. And that is how I banish school. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. I I love how you like know your priorities. Um, So how are you working on self-improvement? Are there specific skills or hobbies that you're investing your time into? Yeah, I'm trying to read more books, actually, because before I thought that 
I, I didn't really like to read before because I, I feel like I just like to read like easy stuff like medium articles and things like that. Um, but I feel like books are really valuable because they come from people who spent their whole life or their whole career like dedicating themselves to that topic. So really like doing that. And I also just like love asking people for feedback. Like whenever um, I always ask my manager, is there anything I can do better? What am I doing well? What am I not doing well? Why can I be improved? And asking like my peers and coworkers for feedback and finding out what I should improve on. Um, and yeah, I always try to just like also um, conquer my fears and make do something that makes me uncomfortable every day. And for me, for a while, that's speaking on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse at first was really scary because I would see in the audience like VP of design at big company, a director <laughs> of design. I was like, oh, they're hearing me. <laughs> and it made me so scared. But I just like continued doing that every day and mm-hmm. trying to conquer my fears and doing that too. Um, but yeah, so it's so it's a combination like reading books, asking people for feedback and doing something that makes me scared because I know it's something that's important to do every day. So welcome to the second half of our episode, where we're going to dive into more deep and philosophical topics. We're going to start off with a pretty deep question, which is, what do you think is the meaning of life? Yeah, great question. I feel like it it depends on who you're asking. But for me, uh, I just want to make people happy or like just be just be happy. Um, I know that's pretty broad, but to break it down, I'm really passionate about just like building inclusive communities and making spaces where everybody feels welcome and have their voices heard. Um, I just because just because of my early experience being bullied and feel being silenced, I want to create spaces where everyone can feel heard, empowered, and just just be wholesome and vibe with each other. Just like, yeah, create value for people, uh, make an impact, and just help others. Yeah, that's super sweet. Perfect answer. Um, have you ever experienced a life-changing moment or event? If so, what was it and why? Yeah, I experienced multiple life-changing moments. Um, I feel like the first one was being bullied in middle school, like I mentioned in the first session. Um, And the second part was like starting design buddies and also most recently overcoming like the biggest burnout I ever encountered in my life. And really knowing how to say no, how to set boundaries and how to re- how to like not respond to people who may be gaslighting on the internet. Um, just so for some context. Um, and since the beginning of quarantine, I've been saying, I've been trying my very hardest to go into a career of design, which I have no prior experience studying it before. And so I would say yes to every, every single like project, every networking opportunity and every, every single call. So I was doing like 15 calls a week outside of full-time interning. Um, I'm doing school part-time too. And I, and in, and in January and February, I did over 20 speaking engagements each. Um, and that had to burn myself out. And people, I was getting DMs from people every single day. Like during a single week, I would do an average of like four or five speaking engagements. Oh. And I've, recently came to a point just like about a month ago now that I just kind of like broke down and I was like I cannot do another speaking engagement and like for the speaking engagements I noticed like I really love like the conversational ones like the fireside chats where things are a bit different the ones that kind of burned me myself out were 
like the intro to UI UX workshops, which have given probably over 20 to 30 times. And I really learned to prioritize and make a list of things that give me energy and things that drain my energy and learn to prioritize that way. Also learning to say no. And now I have setting standards for myself for like speaking engagements. If the audience, I have like um, several things I ask for when I decide to take on like a public speaking engagement as well and just learn to say no and I feel like that was a life-changing moment for me because growing up when I was younger I thought oh it's an opportunity you should always take it because I never know where it goes but it comes to a point where there's always going to be opportunities out there it's a matter of like what I need a moment if I'm burnt out that I can't enjoy anything in life so really making a list of things that give me energy, things that propel me forward in my career and pick and choose that way. It did, sometimes when I say no, it did make some people mad and they were expressed that anger to me. But then again, it's not my job to really please them, especially if I'm doing them a favor for free. And Mm -hmm. really recently, just really learned to like stand up for myself and value my time and um, pick and choose things that give me energy and things like that. Um, Yeah, that was pretty recent. And I felt like it's to the point or for the longest time, I felt invincible. I felt like, oh, yeah, I, I love talking and just like talking about things and being out there and engaged with everyone. But it just like suddenly burned out. And I was like, oh, it came to my realization that it's OK to scale down and opportunities will always be there. Um, yeah, really important lesson I learned recently. That's a really great lesson. And it's great that you overcame that period of time and you took so much out of it. I think that's super important. So... Where do you find your inspiration? Is there a person or an idea that really inspires you? Yeah, I just, I just like feel like I'm really curious. Like I love just like doing stuff and seeing how far I can take things like design buddies, seeing how far I can take my idea, seeing how far I can collaborate with my team to bring something to life. And I think just like my curiosity of seeing how far I can push things in the direction I imagine them to be um, definitely took things to limit sometimes like my own um, energy, my burnout. And so just like this curiosity. um, And I just like love creating spaces where people can just like find value out of it. Because for me, that's how I get a lot of energy from creating design buddies, because I have a lot of people messaging me, telling me how design buddies has impacted them, um, especially how, how they how to help them like overcome hardship and like imposter syndrome. And that just inspires me to keep pushing forward and keep building design buddies because it benefits other people. Um, and I was able to do that. It makes me feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I've heard of like huge CEOs. They're like so successful. Um, but like the best part of their day is when someone like sends them an email and says, oh, you really helped me out. Thank you so much. Like that's, that's always the most memorable part. What message would you tell everyone if you had an audience of a million people? Yeah, I would say that life is too short to live under someone else's dream. So um, to bring it down further, I had like, like my parents, since I was born, they're like, Grace, you could get a PhD too, or you should go STEM PhD. Um, and the professor is telling me that I shouldn't pursue design because my background was in engineering. Um, even though like these people telling you advice might be experts in their field, but they're not experts in what you want to do in life. And when you know, when you actually do what you want to do in life, you'll, you enjoy your life more um, and do probably make more money long-term. And just life is too short to live under someone else's dream. And I know it sounds like, I feel like it's a common advice, but really, if you think about it, it's like, I, I know so many people who just do what their parents tell them to do or do what they think makes the most money, but they're miserable. And I definitely think 
you don't have to satisfy anybody but yourself. And when you find something that you like to do best, then you'll do a much better job and impact more people in the long run because you have a lot of passion in it. No, I completely agree. I think that's a really strong message. And yeah, a lot of people, I think, I don't know, it's like maybe easier for them to live under the expectations of society, just like conform. But I think the best part of life is actually like finding your own voice, finding um, like what sparks that passion within you and pursuing it fully. Yeah, because what you said, like our lifetime is just so short and we should try to make the absolute most out of it. Um, so which one would you choose? Um, a life of passion, but of very little stability or a life of where you can do your passions as a hobby, but you have a more stable job and stability is the core? Yeah, great question. I feel like it really depends a lot. So for me, um, just for my example, I chose design instead of art because of stability. I'm also really interested in it. I also love art, so I do it on the side. Um, I definitely think stability is important because if you don't have your basic needs, like whole food and shelter and money need then it it's a bit stressful in life and you had to like worry about your next paycheck and stuff and I feel like it just like adds unnecessary stress so I would definitely choose stability but in terms of stability it doesn't always have to be like a stem job you can do design where you can integrate both art and science to it as well um so yeah I guess like kind of a little bit in between but edging like gearing towards the stability side yeah um, so how would you personally define success and happiness? Yeah, great question. Um, I feel like success is, it could be mean a lot of different things. It could be meaning get a new job, but I feel like, I feel like it sounds like a little cliche, but just like being happy. Um, uh, yeah. This could be like doing your passion as your job or creating a product that impacts a lot of people or just being really, or creating a space for like underrepresented communities to speak up. And I feel like success meaning you, the impact you make is more than just yourself. It impacts other people around you. So like, for example, I'll think of another analogy. So when I was really obsessed with cross-country and track, I would be really into like making myself run faster. But then when I think about it further, like how does running faster help other people? Um, so it's just like for myself to like earn prizes, but like how, how does it like really help other people? It could be like inspirational or something like that. I guess that could be to it. But when I think about that's how I decided to like kind of focus a little bit less on writing, but just something to do for fun. Um, and I feel like for me, I just like to make things that help like my success equals other people's success as well. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. So creating something where like design buddies or or getting a job and it be able, being able to like share my experiences and hardships getting through that um so it's yeah I, I guess like success means when I'm able to achieve something that my personal goal but also being able to impact others in the form of creating a platform for them to speak up or um talking about my experiences that other people can relate to and gain some inspiration from as well yeah yeah I completely agree I also think success is finding that like happiness, fulfillment, and satisfaction. And part of that is like accomplishing things for yourself, but also impacting others in a multitude of ways, like inspiring others through what you have achieved, but also just directly um, like making their days a little bit brighter. So what are some things that you want to accomplish in 2021? Um, how are you reaching towards these goals? Yeah, for me, I want to try to uh, get promoted. <laughs> I feel like it's too early to do it because I just started my first full-time job, but 
I want to just keep working and learning as much as I can. Um, since I'm really new to my career, I started my full-time job four months ago and also keep building design buddies, create more content. I really want to go back to posting more on Instagram. I took like a four-month break from posting uh, just because things are a bit crazy. Um, so just creating more content, um, going as far as I can in my career, creating design buddies. And I'm trying to do something that makes me uncomfortable every day, whether it's speaking in a clubhouse room, sending out more time to read, um, reaching out to talking to directors, talking to people, talking to strangers and talking to reaching out to people that are cool that I meet on Clubhouse that might be like directors or VPs and asking them about like, how did you get to where you're today? What kind of things do you learn about? And what kind of advice would you give your younger self and what inspires you? Things like that. And I feel like that's like a big part, public speaking. And I still feel a little nervous sometimes depending on who's in the room. Um, and Doing something that makes me uncomfortable every day is how I plan to keep pushing myself forward. I love that system. As of now, what is the ideal career you would want to pursue? What do you want to dedicate your life towards and what is your biggest dream? Yeah, I haven't, I like to take life kind of like one day at a time or like a few months at a time. And for me, I've always just liked to learn. As, as long as I'm learning in my current spot and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I think I'll stay. Um, but I definitely want to continue as a UX slash product designer um, and like the entertainment or social media industry and continue building design buddies on the side and just drawing for fun on the side. Um, and also maybe seeing how far up the corporate ladder I can climb just because I really like being able to like make an impact at a level where um, I can impact like millions and billions of people directly. And so just getting these like management skills and people skills were and also learning how to play the politics game and things like that to make myself stand out um, and seeing how far I can climb up the corporate ladder. But if I find a, why my life calling, I might just do my own company. But I feel like I've always been really interested in entrepreneurship, but I feel like for me, I see that I know a lot of things I don't know. And I definitely want to work for a few years at least to learn how businesses operate and how hiring, firing, management and everything too and allocating things work before I jump ship. But if I do find that one thing I want to dedicate my life towards and start my own company, but I've been taking it just like a few months at a time, one day at a time. And as long as I'm learning, I feel I can stay in the same position. Yeah, I would relate to that as well. I, I think it's also really important to take it one day at a time, take it one small step at a time. And I would also probably work somewhere for a few years before like entrepreneurship and all of that. Um, and this is a little bit broader, but what do you think is your purpose in life or what do you believe drives you? And I think we already touched on this a bit. Yeah, I just like when people gain some like status or like by get a like positive impact on other people, whether it's mm -hmm. making them feel inspired after sharing like my stories of hardship or creating design buddies, like a platform for them to learn design for free and being able to like speak of it and get their questions answered. Um, and yeah, I just like being all overall good vibes yeah, and yeah. being wholesome and yeah and just like creating things that just like make people happy or make you feel entertained or empowered or inspired things like that oh yeah that's so sweet and i saw some of your designs too they're super adorable and i'm sure like whoever's playing these games or just interacting with their content like they are inspired it really does make someone happier Thank um, you. all right so now we're going to end with a speed round. So each answer could be a few words to a sentence long, but you could always elaborate if you want to. So what is one thing about you that you wish others knew that they may not currently know? Oh, good question. Um, I haven't, I think, yeah, I think I'm like an actually an introverted extrovert. So usually when people talk to me, they think 
I'm really extroverted because I like to like really be really loud and bubbly and stuff. But if I do too many speaking engagements, I get a lot of like energy drained and I'm really good at like acting, I would say, and putting up a front. So I think I'm actually like an introverted extrovert that people might not know. Yeah. What brings you the most happiness or fulfillment? Seeing my work directly impact other people in like a positive way makes me feel glad that I exist and I've made a difference in someone's life. Awesome. What are three words you would use to describe yourself? Yeah, great question. Um, creative, um, driven, and wholesome. <laughs> not whole- probably not. Yeah, wholesome. No, I think you're wholesome. Yeah, definitely wholesome. <laughs> um, what is your all-time favorite book and why? Yeah, great question. I read a lot of books. Um, my previous favorite book in high school was Campbell AP Biology. <laughs> I, I thought it was so interesting. Right now, I've been really enjoying the making of a manager just because it taught me a lot of like actionable management and leadership skills I can directly apply to Design Buddies and my work at EA. If a genie could grant you one wish, what would you wish for? I would wish for unlimited time um, and the, and or unlimited time slash not being not needing sleep ever. So basically unlimited mm. time to do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, good one. Is there a quote or a saying that you build your life philosophy off of or really resonates with you? Yeah, great question. I, I have a lot of different quotes. Um, hmm. Oh, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And this applies when I was running cross-country and track. Like sometimes if I want a race, then yeah, I win. But sometimes if I don't lose a race, if I lose a race, then I would think about like how I would strategize my pacing and stuff later on. And also with life. And sometimes I get a job and then I get rejected. Yeah, I love that. But I always ask for feedback. Yeah. 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 So that's actually it for this episode. Thank you so much, Grace, for joining me today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, and again, for Grace Ling's personal website, you can visit grace-ling.com. Her Instagram, which has a lot of insightful posts, is at I run Grace Pace. And of course, I will link everything in the description. So yeah, thank you so much, Grace. Yeah, thank you for having me on. This was a fun conversation. Yeah, it really was. Thank you guys so much for listening to our fourth episode. I had a ton of fun talking to Grace. She really is such a sweet and wholesome person and she's really making an impact in this world. So yeah, definitely check her out. And I would recommend reading her blog too. Um, she really shares some like personal insights and yeah, her points are always really valuable. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this one and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye everyone.